Check. All right. Going to take you on a little journey. Uh, not very far. Oh, and welcome to, I guess it's a new episode, what, 822 uh, maybe? Damn. Got blood on my fingers from peeling potatoes yesterday. I made a roast pork dinner. My wife did the carrots. She always does them better. Listen, I got to, before I open the door here, oh, shit, um... My balance issue is really, really getting worse. Like, I'm just wobbling all the time. And uh, it, it concerns me in that at social gatherings, I think people are going to be looking, oh, my God, is he going to fall? And, uh, you know, I have to be extra careful. But it sort of looks it looks like I'm drunk all the time. And I'm not. This is the due to the neuropathy in the feet. And uh, that's just got me... Uh, having to be extra careful. I mean, even, like I say, standing up to pee, anything. It's just, whoa, hey, hey, look out, buddy. You're going to fall. All right, so the journey I was taking you on was really from my front door to the road trek in the driveway, so it's not all that far. But I wanted to uh, share with you, you well, why I'm out here. Ah, God damn, just... Stepped on the cord for the headphones. It's too long. I'm trying my decent headphones and the wire's too long. All right, all right. That aside. Yeah, uh, our house is freezing. Uh, the, the furnace broke down Thursday night. It is now Monday morning. And, uh, boy, in a few days like that, it gets cold. Now, it could have been worse. It could have been February. It seems the technician was here for two hours Checked the motherboard, checked the electricity, checked everything, but it just seemed the motor was not acting when it got the power that was going to it. So uh, anyway, he said they don't have them in stock. They'd have to order maybe Wednesday or Thursday. I'm thinking, holy fuck, that is a long time to be without. My, my poor wife, I'm fine. Uh, my son is fine. My wife is just freezing. You know, she's just really feeling it. She got up this morning. It's a work day. It's Monday. And uh, she didn't stay home for coffee, breakfast, nothing. She just got in the car and drove straight to work where they have heat. Um, so anyway, yeah, what I was going to do was put the heater on here in the road track. It's good to test these things from time to time anyway. And uh, what better excuse than when... There's no elect, no uh, heat in your own home. So we're going to move to the back here. And, oh, Jesus, I got junk on the floor. Check the thermostat. And let's see. Heat push. Here we are. Furnace. All right, furnace on. You heard it. Starts right away. That is a good sign. I got stuff in the way here. And God yeah sorry. I know it sounds exaggerated, but <laughs> I've also I don't and I don't think it's just necessarily related to the neuropathy. I've just gotten a lot clumsier. It probably is. It's probably all related. I just seem to be dropping things more often and uh, 
you know, having to be very, very careful. Sorry, I, I think I just cut myself off there. Suddenly I was hearing myself. Uh, yeah, that's part of the clumsiness, pressing the wrong buttons and so on. Anyway, all right, let's just fucking settle down, Ken. Settle down, man. Calm down. No, we got one more thing to do. We got to try the uh, the generator. It's always good to run the generator. Let's see if it'll start up. No, uh, not the first try. Especially when it's cold. Okay, try again. I can't hear it over the sound of the furnace and my headphones. Oh, oh, sounding good. Almost. It's turning over. There we go, revving up, revving up. Ah, oh, it shuts down. Try again. You hear this roar, roar, roar. You won't hear it, I guess. It's running. Good. All right, we got the furnace on, full blast. We got the engine running. Oh, let me check the heat on the dashboard. I don't have that set on. Oh, come on, I've got it set to cold. This set the dashboard heating on full to warm. Ooh, still blowing cold air, of course. But uh, it'll warm up. Yeah. It's, uh... When we found out there's no electricity, I said, well... We could, uh... Move into the road trek. It's been cozy, uh... Within ten minutes of my wife getting home... Well, twenty minutes. There's a lot to do. Of the day when I told her there's no, there's no furnace... She set up the kotatsu. Now, the kotatsu is something my son, elder son, in Vancouver made for us. Um, it's the electric heater mounted under a table. And uh, I think he... I don't know where he ordered it from because it needed a, a power regulator. It's probably from Japan. I'm sure, it would have been. And it, so we, we had to get the low table. It was a wonderful gift a few Christmases ago. And we just don't use it. We sit at that. The table is there just as a, you know, in the living room. There's a, there's a coffee table type thing. But as soon as it got cold, suddenly I'm, my wife, what the hell is she doing? And she's got quilts out. She's got, she knows where everything is. Like, I can't find anything in the house. She knows where everything is. She's got this power adapter put in. This thing turned on. One layer of quilts. Then a tabletop. Then another layer of quilts. Then these folding chairs that are made just to sit on the floor and cushions for them. So at dinner time, she and my son sit at the kotatsu. And it's toasty warm. Like, your legs are under, right? It's a hollow table. So your legs are straight under. The quilt's coming right up to your, your lap. And you're warm. We had these, of course, when we lived in Japan. They are wonderful things. They're just... You feel so cozy. And the the beautiful thing about kotatsu is it's intimate. You're sitting together. Usually it's, you know, the two, three, four people around. That's all you can sit at them. Uh, but it's just a, it's just very lovely. So I enjoyed it when we had it. But it makes me happy looking over, seeing my wife 
sitting at this thing. And once you're under it, you don't want to move. So I did pick up the new iPad for her. I don't think she was crazy about the gold I chose. I really wanted it to be gold. Look, it's bright. You're not going to lose this thing. You'll find it in the dark. Anyway, it's uh, she's enjoying uh, making use of it. She was shocked to find out that I have a YouTube channel. Now they're thinking that they have to maybe use YouTube with some of their seniors at work because they can't have the the same social gatherings. Uh, so I said, no, no, i got a channel. So I sent her the link, and she was shocked. She said, oh, my God, 500 viewers. Well, that was only for the hash pipe episode. I guess it was just the word hash or hash pipe that maybe some people Google it. Uh, all the others <laughs> that I've put out, these are the short videos I do of stuff in my basement bar. Uh, you know, I have 30, 40 views, uh, but the hash pipe got almost 500 so uh, she said, I'll look at these after you're dead. And uh, I, I kind of like that, too. Uh, she knows about the book, which has been published and is on is ordered now. Oh, i got to get into that, too. Uh, but let, let me just... God damn, Ken. Calm down. Slow down a little, man. There's, there's no hurry here. Slow, you're getting your listeners all tense and anxious. You're so... Well, it's, it's because I haven't podcast for a few days. You know, I put out the last one... Friday and it's now Monday that I've been saving up this fucking freezing house and uh, cat sleeping with me on my bed every night now just you know because she's feeling the cold and uh, the, yeah the sitting around the intimacy of sitting around the kotetsu and we'll put a movie on last night it was Joan of Arc oh god that was ugly uh, the modern version Dustin Hoffman had a part in it um Really, I mean, the brutality of scenes in medieval Europe, of battle scenes, holy fuck. Uh, You know, and some would argue, well, is that different from, you know, dropping a a bomb, targeting somebody? uh, I think it is, yeah, it is different. It's, could you call it cleaner warfare? Maybe it's dirtier and it's not man-to-man, but somebody is targeted and this thing comes over and you're blown up. And if you're lucky and it's a direct hit, you don't just have your limbs blown off and you lie there waiting to die like um, like they did on the battlefield in the old days. Oh, my God, it was awful. So you want to think, no, we've, we're making progress, making progress, but the wars are still going on. The starvation, the captivity, the torture, all the ugly things are still there. So I know you could argue, no, we haven't made any fucking progress at all. <coughs> Sorry. So, wow. Yeah, I got the heater blowing. And this, uh, boy, this van is already toasty warm. Jeez, I'm going to have to take my scarf off. Oh, speaking of which, somebody made a comment about an indoor scarf. It is my beautiful Bose scarf that I got because I, an agent representing Bose was at the only cafe one night. And uh, I wasn't going to let him leave without giving me a scarf. So I got it. And uh, that's my winter scarf. One of the two I treasure. The other one is by Catherine Matthews with the Scarborough Dude uh, pattern. Absolutely beautiful. You know that one. You've seen pictures. Um, So, yeah, I was wearing a scarf because on Saturday I had the pleasure, the honor of doing this video. I think I mentioned it in the previous um, uh, episode of a YouTube turned into kind of an interview 
I was going to do a solo spot, and then uh, Mike Michael uh, decided of Sonar Network um, decided. Well, you know, do you want us to be there? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? That'll be fine. So it was him and the co-worker. I believe it's Marianne or Mariana. I am not sure. Uh, joined in, and there I was. And I deliberately did it in my basement, so you can see the basement bar in the background. And I got to tell you, you know, I get a little anxious to some degree, a little nervous. Like, oh, it's not going to be very good or whatever. And I just replayed it. I just actually watched the video. I encourage you to do the same. Go to the Sonar Network around the uh, for the first one recording of the uh, special launch for their uh, YouTube channel on December 12th. If you go to the one hour, 50 minute mark, you will find me for going on for about 25 minutes. And it was really fun. And when I look back, I think, you know, Kim, what are you, what were you, what's the matter with that? You were fine. You're comfortable doing this shit, you know? But I always have, uh, it's my nature to be, you know, so doubtful. So, oh, no, it's not very good. No, I probably ruined it. No, I shouldn't have said that or shouldn't have. Anyway, I let all that go. I watched it. I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable. In fact, I want to. Now, I know Michael sometimes listens to this, so I've got to choose my words carefully. But I would really like to be a guest on one of their shows again. In fact, I even volunteer to say, why not do an episode, uh, you know, a few episodes, a series, a program called um, Ask an Old Hippie. You know, I mean, you can come up with a better title, but instead of an old man, an old hippie, because it gives you a little more information, and that's really where I'm coming from. And the first thing I'd really want to do uh, would be define hippie, like to get into, okay, what's it mean to be called a hippie? What was a hippie? Uh, I think it could be a very interesting series myself. Uh, it is up to the Sonar Network to uh, solicit my services. But uh, I'd be very pleased. So uh, anyway, stay tuned. There may be more. And, and yeah, it was fun. And I think my wife thought it was kind of neat that, oh, my God, you know, here I am doing podcasts with people in their 30s. Uh, or some of them seemed even younger. I did watch some of the other shows, and they were pretty good. Like, I'm not I'm not up for the comedy stuff or the, uh, you know, mostly just the, uh, these are a lot of people who've gone through, uh, you know, what do you call it, the ad-lib thing when you, Second City stuff, you know. Uh, and I guess it's fairly competitive, and people want to be up there and be funny. And the, clearly, everybody has their favorites that they cheer on, and that's fine. Anyway, it's not my thing, really. But there's a couple. There was one woman uh, went on, uh, Vida, some family name, I don't know, talked about dating during the pandemic. And uh, it was interesting. I, I liked her style. She was hot-looking, too. That helped. But... Um, just kind of interesting uh, the way she did her presentation it was kind of open and then had a couple of no there was another one after her wow uh, that was an eye opener and she had a couple of guests on and they also talked about dating and what she did was she talked about it was time to take stock of uh, what did her past boyfriends have to say about her <laughs> it was very entertaining in fact I, I posted hey this is engaging because you really wow is she acting or is she real I don't know but clearly these are also these are wannabe actors and so you know to her credit if that was all an act but I think it was the real person was there too so that was fun. 
So I enjoyed some of that, and then they did an eating contest. So the, all of this is about the Sonar, S-O-N-A-R, network. Giving them a free plug here, because um, the plug I gave was about real, legitimate apocalypse. Unbelievable series I listened to, the one I chose about um, getting caught up in a cult. Really top-quality stuff. Professional Excellent. All right, so I think, I don't know, are we good here? Is that uh, is this enough for a, a start for the next podcast? Do I have anything else to say? Oh, yeah, the book. Um, I've had one copy ordered, uh, my own two copies, and another copy ordered. And what I'm doing is working on the pricing. Like how can I make this fair so people don't pay too much? And if I go on Amazon, Amazon jacks up the price to take their cut, and I don't want to do that. And the only advantage, of course, it's reaching more people who don't know me, but personally, I don't know how many readers I would get from people who don't know me. You know, and as somebody recommends it, it gets good publicity. But for now, it's just going to stay on blurb. And my thought was, I'm repeating myself, but it's because I'm still working on this. Plan was, I'd order 50 copies. I would personally mail them out, autograph copies if you like. Um, and hope that that would be a little cheaper. But thinking about it, I think, well, wait a minute, i got to pay for all the shipping from California to my house, which is going to be over $100 for, uh, for shipping those 50 And then I have to go to the post office. I've got to get an envelope, seal it, stamp it, get it to the post office, <coughs> and mail it off to you. I don't know how much of a saving there would actually be when I factor all that in. So I'm still working on it. Um, very grateful that two people already from listening to the last episode, Dixon Jane's 821, have said, dude, put me down for one. And uh, so I have started a database of who's ordered it, when they ordered it, and I will try and keep track of, you know, how much it's costing them. It's cheaper in the States because you get that discount. It's in Canadian dollars. So if you're an American listener listening, uh, you know, it's not a bad, it's not as bad as it seems to uh, do it's just the the shipping and handling cost you know and if you've got amazon prime i guess maybe you'd get it free but then you're going to pay extra for the book i'm going to get less whatever so we're you know any advice any opinions please help me through this i i, I really want to get that book out into a lot of people's hands i would really like to hopefully unload at least 50 copies i mean you know hey that's all i ever aim for with dixon jeans it's all i ever eat uh, with the the zine it was always the magic number is 50 if i got 50 people that's plenty never been into the triple digits 50 people's fine the 40 viewers or so you know maybe up to 50 sometime uh, right now there's only 29 subscribed to the dixon jeans uh youtube feed scarborough dude youtube feed 50 would be a fine number to have. Less than that I'm comfortable with. Uh, and as for the book, considering the work I put into it, the fact that it represents 50 years of my life, and I actually honestly can say I think it's a very interesting read. I, I talk about going through the group therapy in a letter to my parents, don't worry about me, I'm getting help. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of raw details. I just One of the things that happened to me in Nigeria, well, a few things that happened there, uh, the change that came about in Japan, um, the struggling through my early 30s, you know, it's, it's there, it's raw, it's intimate, it's authentic. It is very authentic. So what I need next is after a few more people read it, 
is a few nice comments that I can put up to encourage other people to buy. But uh, anyway, I'm if I if I got rid of fifty, if I sold fifty or distributed fifty, put it that way, might have to do some giveaways to the family. Um, I'd be thrilled. So stay tuned. If you want one, email d-i-c-k-s-n-j-a-n-e-s at gmail.com I understand gmail's back up now uh, and tell me Ken, I'd like a copy or dude, I'd like a copy, please I'm interested alright, so Scarborough Dude signing off from the very toasty, I just wanted to make sure everything was working, it is I'm going to shut everything down now, do you want to stay with me while I shut down? Sure, why not shut the heater off oh all right, is that off or on? No, there we go. It's got a thermostat. Isn't that wonderful? You get your very own thermostat in a road track. Shut the uh, uh, generator off. Okay, that's down. The heater runs for two minutes after, so I'm not going to leave the van for uh, two minutes, but you don't need to know that. Shut the engine off. There we go. All right, we're done. Hope you enjoyed that. I did. It's it's fun. And again, that little bit that I did on the thing. I you know I think it's fun to watch. I talked about an acid trip. I, uh, I oh my god, it's snowing. Holy fuck, eh? Oh well. All right, Scarborough dude, signing off from the one and only Dixon Jane's podcast. If you're a new listener, reach out to me. Uh, nobody ever does. Why don't you be the first one? After 15 years, when I say this all the time, if you're a new listener, reach out, send me an email, say, hey, listen to the show, enjoyed it, and uh, you would be the first. Bye for now. Oh, where's the bell? Here we are. Ah, Jesus. Hang on. It's too cold to ring well. I also um, got one from Michael and presented it on air to him have to deliver it in person sometime but I actually gave him the bell for all he is doing um, this is Michael, is it Monjo, is that the nickname short name uh, for uh, promoting podcasting bye for now once upon a drag set in my basement dream where best of all the wishes even evil ones agree sounds were ragnarok first the scratching then a knock and outside i found my primrose pointed at the firework moon oh i Certain spots brought by the road.
Hello. Just just in case you dozed off there. Discover dude here. I dozed off, actually. I'm at Thompson Park. It is uh, Tuesday, February the... February. Jesus. December the 15th. And uh, I went out to get my knee x-rayed today. I have a doctor's appointment in... uh, early January and the deal was that's for the guy who replaced my knee come in with a recent x-ray so did that today it was kind of neat I was just amazed that the place was called quantum and it was all x-rays and and other you know MRIs and things and just looking at this high-tech piece of x-ray equipment that kneel here stand here bend your knee here three x-rays done just Incredible. I mean, clean and just this brand spanking new, huge piece of machinery that just is a reminder of the wealth that we live in here in, uh, I'll say Canada, you know, because a lot of people don't have access to this stuff wherever they happen to be in North America. But we're pretty lucky here in Ontario with our nationalized healthcare, even though it's provincially run. And so the idea that I could just go and, you know, be comfortable in a waiting room, hand in my card and just sit there and, sorry, you'll have to wait 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fine, sitting there with my iPad or uh, iPhone and have it done so simply and then be able to walk out with a disc. And I was thinking about that on the drive home. When you think about war-torn countries or countries in sheer poverty that don't have trained doctors, the doctors who, a lot of them who do go overseas to get training stay overseas, why would they go back to the... Congo or wherever, uh, and then simply would not have the facilities, the hospital, the cleanliness, the trained staff, the the equipment they need, and the simple things like band-aids and medication. And it's so tragic. And uh, on top of that, I guess the podcast I'm listening to, uh, while I did my walk around the car, I had a little nap in the car, very short, 20 minutes maybe, and then forced myself to do one full lap of Thompson Park, which I've just come back from, uh, listening to Sam Harris on his latest called Doing Good. And it's about uh, him and others, you know, donating 10% of their income to charities that do good, like choosing carefully of uh, w- which is it and, and why you would do this and uh, and just some of the world problems. So, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess those of us who live in such comfort and relative luxury, uh, you know what? Don't don't we owe something? Aren't we going to be? You know, if there was a judgment, you know, at the uh, at the pearly gates. Okay, what did you do to help others? How did you share your blessings? Um, you know, I don't think I'd do very well on that scale. Oh, I like to think I give in other ways, but uh, anyway, I'm not going to try and justify my self-centeredness here. We already know that's the way I'm built. Uh, My wife yesterday, (laughs) uh, she'd hate me telling this, I won't give any details, but she did. There was a a very young co-worker who uh, now has helped out a lot. Uh... And this person wrote the nicest letter with, with, with Christmas gifts inside, just thanking Naoko for, uh, you know, and she listed out. It wasn't just a dear, thank you very much, you've been a great help. It was in detail 
of of how wonderful she thought Nelko was and 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 why. And it was quite nice. I think Nelko, she didn't know what to do with these things. I said, "You've got to save that letter." I don't save things. Uh, and you know that was her reaction. I noticed the letter, and I thought, okay, maybe I will just take that and uh, put it somewhere. I think my my I think my sons would want to read it. You know, here's a, a person younger than both my sons talking about uh, the reasons why they're so happy to have uh, to have met Nelco and worked with her. Anyway, um, so. I guess I'm shooting off in different directions here. I just want to do a short clip before going home. And yeah, that was the other thought at the end of my walk that I can go home now. And and I think about just how cozy my home is. I've got this chair in the living room. We have a working furnace now. I did tell you that, didn't I? The guy came. Maybe I did. Maybe I talked before the furnace guy came. He came in, installed a new motor, and then just did a thorough inspection and checked this and checked that and then vacuumed out stuff and showed us where the vents had been blocked and how we should fix that. And uh, uh, it, it was quite wonderful. Uh, excellent service from Mercy Heating and uh, Air Conditioning, I guess. I suppose somebody, the only other person I know in Scarborough, well, I guess this probably serves all of Metro Toronto, but... Uh, they were great. The two different people who came out, the technicians, are polite, uh, knew what they were doing, and uh, ready to answer questions and share information. And uh, and the price was pretty reasonable at the end of it uh, after subscribing for a yearly contract. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the the feeling of, oh, my God, I, you know, I can go back. I've got the quilt and, the, you know, the hot water bottle is still out that Nelco insisted I take when we didn't have the furnace working. And um, the kotatsu is set up with the two quilts on it to sit at. And uh, it's just, just, just wonderful. Even our cat, Yuki, really noticed when the furnace wasn't working. Like she was, she spent a lot of time sleeping on my bed, like curled up tight, and I could feel, you know, touching the fur. Normally, you know, they're they're just so warm, but I could feel, no, their fur is cold on the outside. So anyway, uh, just that, you know, hey, furnace not working. Oh, you got a furnace? <laughs> yeah, heated housing in this cold climate. That's uh, Those are the comforts we just expect. Well, what do you do? Well, you pick up your phone and you call a company and they send somebody out and they fix it. What do you do? Well, you give them this piece of plastic and uh, they tap some numbers into their phone and you're done. Later on, something will come in the mail. You'll get an email and say, hey, you owe this amount of money. And you just tap some more buttons and uh, transfer the money over to them and it's done. It's quite amazing. Quite amazing. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, Listen, I'm thrilled. Uh, There have been six purchases of uh, Waiting for Now, aside from my own. Uh, I just hope I can, uh, you know, my, my goal is 50. If I could sell 50 copies, I would be very pleased. Uh, but, uh, it may, it may, it may soon run dry, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I think there's quite a few people who've said, um, no, when you get copies, I want an autograph copy when you get some. So I will have to go ahead and, uh, and regardless and, uh, order copies and mail them out. I think that's the way it's going to be. So I know, I know, I know. You've heard enough about that. I, it's just, I, I guess, I'm trying to think when I when I pocket. Yeah, I have a thing about even numbers. 
And I just like it. Like, it was so important for me to have this book finished in 12-2020, December 2020. It just was really important. I, I just, everything in my life, it's just, it's been around. The year of my birth, the mere marriage, my wife's birthday, uh, the kids' birthdays. Everything is just even numbers, divisible by two. And um, it's just somehow become extra important to me. Um, and so I needed to have it sort of done by this time. And uh, so when it came, what is the date today? Today is the uh, 15th. Yeah. So I ordered the book, placed the order on December 10th, another even one. And then um, I was going to wait until today to put up a post on my Facebook page. And I thought, no, yesterday, last night, the 14th, do it now. Do it on the 14th. Do it on the even day. So uh, there you go. All right. I guess that's enough uh, from me. There was really nothing in particular I had to say other than just uh, thank myself for pushing myself to take at least one walk. I, you know, I, I, I'd be smarter if I shut this that damn thing down and took another walk around the park. What do, we, what do you say? Do another walk? Or, yes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take one more turn around the park. Even though it's cold, I'm not wearing heavy winter clothing. We're, that's what we're going to do. One more round. And then we'll go home and uh, have a cup of tea or something. All right. Thank you for listening, all of you folks out there who are still with me. Um, bye for now.
Check, check. Eh, you might hear a honker in the background. There's no, uh, no swans. I heard a story where they come with trucks and take them all away. I, and it seems a bit far-fetched, but, uh, they're not here. And you don't picture swans flying south, so I don't know. Like, where would they put them anyway? <laughs> Like, there's too many. I know I shouldn't be laughing because there's a very... Somebody clearly has an answer. The Canada geese are still here, and the ducks are still here. And here is um, Bluffers Park. And I'm sitting on the boat launch side. Uh, I was going to go for a walk, and then I saw this bench, and there was nobody around. It's sort of at a point of the water. They made a, a new pier here. They've done a wonderful job uh, fixing all of this up. They're putting money into this park. And um, I thought, you know, maybe maybe it would be nicer just to sit on that bench. It is cold. It is cold, but not unbearably. But the sun is shining bright down on my face, and you know how much I love that. And you got the the razzle-dazzle on the water, you know, the sun's reflection dancing. So, uh, yeah, here we are. I thought uh, you needed a change from uh, St. Andrews, Thompson Park, the inside of my road trek. And uh, so here we are. It's been a long time since we've been uh, podcasting from Bluffers Park. This place is being discovered by more and more people. Uh, Like all the things, like the only cafe, you know, the word gets out. Hey, that is a good place. But uh, that's okay. You heard it here first. I was a champion of the uh, the, the uh, only cafe. I can't even imagine ever being back there. It's really weird. Like it's like it's a chapter that's finished, closed. Um, I know I would have trouble going up and down those stairs to go for a leak. I've said that before, but it's it's more and more of a fact. I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump right into that part. As there is clearly a, a decline in my um, physical health. Uh, I, I'm not ailing and waking up wheezing and coughing. I sleep well. I feel very healthy. I feel great. Seriously, it's just this balance issue from the neuropathy and, and you know, wobbly and, and um, the beginning of a little more clumsiness. And with, with just a sense that, okay, this is really definitely not going to get better, but definitely uh, slowly, I hope, going to get a little bit worse. But the other flip side, and I know it it probably sounds suspicious, me saying this, I feel that the most creative I've ever felt in my life. I feel just so on top of things. I I feel uh, a mental, I don't know if I'd say clarity. I don't think I've ever had clarity. I'm always, my mind is always a jumble, but but a clear jumble. I can see the pieces, even if the pieces aren't, all lined up correctly. I can see each piece very clearly, and it's it's quite wonderful. I do miss a little bit the putting together of the book. Like, that was something every day I'd get up and I had something to do to go through that letter, to think about it, to see what needed to be done, to transcribe it, to format it. I, I enjoyed the process so much. And now that it's over, I'm just so anxious to get my hands on the, on the print copy. I'm going to read through... Uh, I know I'm very pleased some people have already ordered the book uh, from Blurb, and that's terrific. Um, I'm going to read through it, and maybe there might be uh, a couple of changes. It'd be minor, nothing, no big changes like letters or pictures or anything, but just, you know, maybe 
a footnote inserted here or if there's an obvious uh, typo, you know, that I, I spot, I would change that. But uh, nothing that somebody who's pre-already ordered is going to say, oh, shit, I should have waited, you know. There's four more tracks on the new version. No, there won't be any more tracks. It's going to be exactly the same, exactly the same number of pages. Everything will be the same except for maybe here and there. So consider yourself, if you ordered, you're getting the first edition, you know, the uh, unaltered. This is this is uh, far more collectible. Yeah. There's a guy who's just paddled in on a surfboard. It's <laughs> it's such a weird sight. I mean, it's, this is, we're talking ice cold water. It's not frozen over. I've seen this. Uh, part of the inlet when it's solid ice. This guy just paddled in. Of course, he's wearing a wetsuit, but it's just such a, like, God, that doesn't look like fun for me at all. I can't even imagine wanting to do that. And the waters are quite calm. It's not a good day for surfing. Uh, we do have a lot of surfers out there. Well, not a lot, but surfers who come here regularly year-round. All right, so where were we? I thought today I had another one of those thoughts. You know what I really should maybe think about doing when I was think, thinking about how do I promote this book? And they're saying, well, you've got to have a website. Well, I've got a blog for the Dixon Janes podcast, but a website, because I do have dixonjanes.ca, that's mine, and I've got all the tools needed to make a website. I'd have to pay for hosting somewhere. Um... To, and I thought, well, what would you put there? Well, I'd put a link to the book and the plug and sales and, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, down the road when people read it, I'm hoping a couple of people will have nice things to say about it that I would use to promote the book. So that would be one. Then I thought, well, you know, you've also, you're bringing back Dixon Jane's, um, the zine. I would have that, uh, I would not put a link up directly, but I would have a place where if you're interested... Um, I will decide if I'm going to send you uh, a copy or not. I, I'm, I'm the gatekeeper at uh, Canadian Amateur Podcasters, and I'm, I'm thorough. I post three questions, and if people don't answer those questions, no, you're not on. And I'll wait. I'll give people time. Uh, but I will also check out anybody who applies. I'll go and check out their uh, Facebook page because that's how you're linking through. And if there's anything really suspicious, like, you know, no posts or uh, either a gazillion or no friends, sorry, bam, you're not you're not getting on. Um, there's, a, there's a few who sort of squeak by who are just there as promoters, and, well, I don't really have the right to, uh, to decide who can or cannot if somebody wants to be an editor or make, you know, you pr- have more sales even though that doesn't fit in with the amateur thing. I do read the questions. They do have to answer the questions, so I do check. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I would be the gatekeeper, too, of who would have access to the zine. Um, So it wouldn't just be up there, but I would be able to make announcements there. Hey, you know, the deadline's coming up for those of you who are uh, authorized to submit. Uh, So that would be the second thing. And then I realized, oh, I've also got a YouTube channel. And so the idea of having a Facebook page, or uh, I'm sorry, a website, would be to maybe connect all those things. Okay, yeah, okay, the zine, the YouTube channel for the uh, things in my basement, the various artifacts that I've been showing off, which I'm behind in. I've got to put in another one. And the books, that's three. And I thought there was a fourth thing. Isn't there... uh, Come on, what else do I do? The podcast, uh, the book, 
Vizine. Damn it. I, <laughs> I know. I gotta take my gla- my glasses. They turn black in the light. Um, YouTube channel, the podcast, the zine, and the book. Well, that's four. YouTube channel, podcast, zine, book. Okay, four. That was easy. Um, on that book. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's something that, uh, you know, will give me something maybe to do during the holidays. One more project because I need projects to keep this brain working. And I've stopped playing solitaire the way I was. It just, I mean, it's so much of it is just luck. There is some strategy in building up your, your hand to, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. But I have discovered free daily crossword puzzles and I've started doing those and those are fun and they're just, the the clues are quirky enough that it's not an obvious. It's not just a question of vocabulary. It's how do people think? What are colloquial expressions? So I'm having fun with that. So I'm doing that every day too, and uh, just generally feeling very positive. Ooh, it's just turned twelve noon. Does that mean anything? Well, I uh, I should go get some lunch. Oh, I've been at the beer store. I did my beer shopping. I bought some wine. Uh, couple of French wines, because my wife won't drink anything else, or prefers that, although she doesn't drink it all these days. Um, and then refills of my Spanish plonk, and then six cans of beer for over the holidays. Here's a, here's a topic I want to talk about, anti-nostalgia. There are so many of these sites now, how old were you when, or you must remember then, do you remember this, and all this stuff, and it all goes back to, it's boomer stuff, boomer age but there's something, an undercurrent, I think, of sort of, it was a better world then. There's a, there's a hint of conservatism. Uh, I could almost see a lot of Trump supporters getting behind this. And so I, my back is getting up a little bit when I see these things. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know the pencil was used to turn, to tighten up the uh, the loose tape in your cassette player. Yeah, I get that reference. Uh, but there's so many others, and it really, I, I just, there's a feeling it refers back to a whiter world. If I can use that expression, I think you know what I mean. Um, and I don't care for it. I, I don't think it's a healthy thing. I do love thinking back when I go back to the the Beats and the Beatles and the music that I grew up with, and it means a lot to me, and I like talking about it and sharing it. Uh, by the way, you've just heard a uh, George Harrison song, if you've listened this far, uh, in my... Uh, latest podcast from uh, well, Dark Horse. Uh, I think George would have put out more music had he lived longer. Not only, I don't mean just mean more music, yes, but some good stuff. He still had some good stuff in him that uh, have he, had he been able to ripen with age uh, we would be hearing some very beautiful songs and, and uh, um, projects maybe with other people and I'm very, very sorry he's uh, He's no longer with us, and of course, as I am with as I am with John. I talked about even numbers, how important they are to me. But fives are okay too. I like the number five, so like the number twenty-five, that's a good one with me. Anything with a five, that's okay. So it's not just even numbers, but uh, fives are good. Um, all right, I think um, I think I'm gonna kind of leave it there. Uh, a lot of talk I saw online of. Uh, Steve Cloutier um, talking about 
how much he hated marking and all the other people who chimed in. And by God, that was the thing I hated at Centennial College in my years as a uh, a teacher there, marking papers. It would drive you nuts for the convoluted, especially as an ESL teacher, of just trying to figure out what they're trying to say. But it was such a burden. And the joy all teachers reflect is the fun of actually teaching and being in front of a class and trying to get students to think was great. And then the burden of marking, which, which has to be done, and machine marking doesn't count. Uh, the meetings we'd have when you, you, when we distributed papers and everybody would have to mark them and then announce to the team leader what mark, what grade you gave it just to make sure we were all within, you know, uh, a half point really, you know, is that a C plus or is that a, would you give that a B minus or was it a, and if, some, if there was a split, like from a D to a B, uh, wow, or a C minus and a B, okay, there's got to be discussion here. Why? Uh, and that was fair. That was for consistency. But you, you dreaded those meetings in case you were the guy who was off too easy or too hard. Um, but yeah, that was not fun. And, and um, uh, just the, the idea of a part-time staff. I think the biggest bitch is all of the college administration from the top levels really don't care. They're running a business here, and they are not, really not caring about the best interests of the people who count the most, the teachers and the students. They they are almost secondary, and you've got all these fiefdoms and people with offices that are hidden in the back and, and secretaries and surrounding staff. A huge bureaucracy for students with special needs, and of course we all agree, yes, some compensation should be made, but they went overboard at Centennial, and uh, just because people could could make that department grow, uh, you know, and that's fine. Giving, I don't, I have no problem at all giving students extra time. I did have a student, I, I, and I'll say this, I've said it before, but it just really irks me, a student who was um, hard of hearing. And uh, or deaf, and had to have two uh, people assistants with him in the front because it was too much for one to sign a whole class. And this student clearly did not give a shit. It was like his mother put him in because he had the right. And this is not all people. This was this one particular, but it burned me no end. He interrupted my class intentionally, would say it's boring, and there's these two teachers sitting up front. Can we do something different? Ha ha! And get a laugh from the class, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching that two people are getting paid more than I am, uh, with more job security. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> let's not get worked up on that, um, because people will take it the wrong way. Oh, what are you going against deaf people? No, nothing. Jesus Christ! You're trying to make a point. All right. So anyway, that's the danger of uh, social media. You know, somebody posts something about the. Uh, how much they hate marking, and suddenly it becomes part of my day. <laughs> and I haven't marked for a very long time, and I'm glad of it. Uh, I, here's a question on that webpage. Um, that's, you know, the other me. It's the book, the uh, the podcast. And I thought, well, what about the business I ran for 25 years plus? The student trips, I mean, there's just so many wonderful pictures. Should that be part of it? And I'm thinking, no. You don't want those students finding the real you and, and or even necessarily the teachers. Uh, most of the teachers, I think, would be disappointed if they uh, if they read the book. Oh, he did that? 
that's not the kid I knew who was just always so kind and loving to us and our students. So, yeah, maybe keep that one separate. Anyway, I, I'm always looking for feedback. I never get it. Well, I do. I rarely get it. And uh, so that's a message to you listening right now. Come on. Send something in. Say hello. Ask me a question. Give me some advice. Criticize me. Do anything. Just let me know you're out there. Scarborough Dude signing off. I think I'll end with a song. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, final plug. Hey, that book is out there. I would say now would be a good time to order it. It'll take a little while. They're a little behind. You just go to Blurb, B-L-U-R-B, Blurb, and you look for uh, uh, either Ken Bowl or for uh, Waiting for Now. Waiting for Now. My Life in Letters. I do like that title. I am pleased with that. All right. Scarborough Dude. Here's truly. The guy with the big ego wanting it to get swollen to an even larger size. Bye for now. Better.